Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Kenya's Biggest Conversation that's broadcast live every weekday morning from 6 to 10 a.m. on Spice FM. Hit subscribe for more thought-provoking conversations with your hosts Eric Latif, Ndu Oko and C.T. Muga and who's who of an eclectic mix of guests from the world of politics, policy, business and culture. This is a Situation Room podcast. Enjoy. Now let's have continue our conversation, which is about the finance bill 2023. The hits and the misses is what we want to discuss now. And we want to discuss now with financial experts. Abraham Rugo is a country manager at the International Budget Partnerships Kenya. And Christopher Kirade is a tax and law partner at EY. Anstead Young. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, morning good to you, Eric. Good morning, Sarah. Thank you. City. Caribou. City, Samuel, good morning. Oh, good morning, gentlemen. <laughs> good morning, sir. <laughs> Are you awake? <laughs> I had traveled briefly, but I am now back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was evident. Yes. <laughs> now you're in the room. I'm uh, now with you. Okay. Yeah. Gentlemen, even in the, pre- in the previous hour, we were talking about the, t- the mm. finance bill with the Bill of Cairo. Mm. And uh, this thing has come out. It's basically saying how the government is expecting to raise the amount of money that it wants to raise 2.9 trillion shillings in revenue in the next financial year before we even get there i want to read the cabinet met on the 27th of uh, april okay Mm. and they had a conversation and they looked at uh, the performance of the economy and they said ah in fact the way we are doing we are doing so so well eh? Mm. let me start with uh, what they talked about in terms of uh, raising money in the last financial year what was the revenue uh, projection chris 2.5 2.5 trillion shillings that was how much they expected to raise yes okay by the 30th of march they had raised 1.1.3 so in three months time they want to raise how much Mm. 1.2 or Mm. something Ah. (laughs) now revenue collection is projected at 2.89 trillion shillings okay which is an increase from the 2022-2023 financial year which is 2.55 trillion shillings this is expected to grow by you know 4 billion shillings okay and that's why we are going to spend some 3.599 trillion shillings in the next financial year and they say in fact if you look at uh, deficit financing the fiscal deficit is projected to be 663 billion shillings and if you do you know that kahulka small math of 3.6 minus you know just 3666 billion shillings which is a reduction of the more by more than 400 billion 450 billion shillings because they are looking at how much the deficit for this financial year has been 1.12 trillion <coughs> see i thought the, the deficit was the 600 no, billion no it was revised upwards to 1.12 because of why you know i'm, I'm just looking at as i listen to you mm-hmm. i was actually looking at the math about deficit let me start with the deficit yes um so i mean the deficit is a difference between how much we anticipate to spend and how much we have and to spend uh, to 
to raise in revenue. <coughs> to raise in revenue and how much we plan to spend. When you look at all the years, um, and it's an interesting figure, in every year we have revised the deficit upwards. In other words, what it means in is between the budget in, in within the year. So we start with a certain deficit. Let me give you an example. In 2019-2020, we started with 673. We revised it uh, 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 upwards uh, to 953. Uh, 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 we raised it actually. Basically, we changed the deficit by 41%. Mm-hmm. 2020-21, we changed the deficit upwards by 9%. In 2021-2022, we moved the deficit upwards by 4%. What has been happening is that even when we do not raise the revenue, basically means that you plan to spend 120 shillings, you expected to uh, make 100 bob, so there was going to be a deficit of 20 shillings, but then you realize that you are going to make only 90 shillings. Instead of reducing your spending to 110, you actually either sustain it there or raise it higher. <laughs> Literally, that's what it means. And that's and, and with the numbers actually show 2014-2015 was the highest where we, the deficit moved up by 76%. Within. So what's the logic behind this? Basically, what it's saying is that even when your revenue, and by the way, I think it is important for us to appreciate that every year we still raise more revenue than we raised the previous year. Yes. Our revenue has been growing year on year. It's been growing. It's only that it's been growing slower than our spending. And of course, slower than even our borrowing and our repayment. But the, 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 the logic is that even when you do not have ne- enough money in terms of revenue that you are collecting, your income is still low, your expenditure is still continuing to grow and not necessarily rationalizing your expenditure with the revenue. With the revenue. Okay. Yeah. I, I asked uh, Bilokere this question in the previous hour and I'm asking it now. Again, explain this logic to me. Why would a government that is full of so many financial and economic experts mm. insist on spending money they don't have? Because as uh, somebody once mentioned to me, kila project ikona So no project can be removed. <laughs> Let me give you an example. Last year, uh, the Budget and Appropriations Committee tabled a report that said we can only allow a deficit of up to 400 billion. I don't know if you remember that story. Mm. As soon as that report hit the table, yeah. uh, it seems to have gone there without Kanini Kega's uh, uh, full knowledge. Mm. <laughs> he was out there campaigning. Mm. It was recalled and the deficit was returned back to the 862 billion, you know? Mm. And and that tells you, and when you look at all these deficits, is that you notice that actually there are projects that are planned that, uh, so the politics of it, and that's why I insist that this is a governance problem. It's not necessarily a technical problem as it were. It's not a numbers problem, you know? It's not a numbers problem of balancing this number versus this number. Is that we've allowed the politics and the interests that organize our public finance, you know, to drive technical decisions because the logic of it should be, for instance, like what we are talking about, about right now that you wouldn't be and we'll come to the finance bill you wouldn't be raising how much you're spending the 300 billion for instance that was promised to be cut mm. only 10 billion when we did our math it was between 10 and 13 billion <laughs> and, if you, and if you throw in inflation <laughs> no it's true we did the analysis we were very keen to do the analysis when we looked at the supplementary budget you know and it was just about 10 to 13 uh, 13 billion uh, that, that, that that was cut forget about the percentages because the percentages sometimes can tell you all manner of all manner of things you know uh, uh, but in a situation like what we are in right now it simply tells you that you should be working on the expenditure side to rationalize the expenditure, to reduce the spending of government, and not necessarily just scampering everywhere to, you know, to, to try and, and collect all the cash. Mm. Now, there's uh, some economic thought that if indeed 
you borrow money and it is used for the project it was intended, Correct. there should be a change somewhere in the economy. The, we need to see, like if you say 400 billion, if it enters the economy, we should see something changing. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't see anything changing except the only change I see is things get worse. And I don't think that there's any logic that would actually concur with the idea that you spend more money or you seem to spend more money and things necessarily get worse. Mm. So, would one therefore say that this money, much as we borrow it and we spend it, it doesn't actually go for whatever it is intended? We have a big accountability problem. For me, I think the biggest challenge we are having today is, a, is an accountability problem. Uh, the former president said that we lose about two billion day, two billion shillings a day. Do you know that maths was done by even the ethics and anti-corruption and they worked with the reports of the Auditor General? They came with 2.7 billion. So let's let's do the math together. If you if you lose two shillings every day, I want to make it very simple. Mm -hmm. Thank you. By 365, <laughs> you basically lose 730 shillings. Yep. If you just do mm -hmm. times two. Mm -hmm. In 10 years, you lose 7,300 shillings. Mm -hmm. Now, do that in trillion because it's in billions. Mm. So basically, <laughs> what we are saying is that now, if you lose 730 shillings, our deficit per year on average is about 700 billion. Yeah. If you look at all the years that mm. we are talking about. So it simply means the amount of money we lose is equivalent to the amount of money we borrow. So do we borrow to steal? And the reason why I'm saying it's an accountability problem, it means that if you sealed the loopholes, if you took good prudent use of money as the constitution even requires in article 201, you actually have dealt with a big part of the kind of financial mess that we find ourselves in today. Because once you have borrowed, you have to pay back. And you saw the crisis we found ourselves in the first last quarter uh, after we paid SGR and then we paid uh, the domestic, uh, you know, creditors. Uh, <coughs> mm. Basically, we found ourselves in a position where you're not even able to, to transfer any money to counties. We are not able to pay salaries uh, for government. And even as we talk right now, there's a cash crunch, you know, and that's yeah. why the finance bill seems to be suggesting it's pesa pap. Mm. You know, we want payments within 24 hours <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that government has liquidity. You know, we want you to, as Bilo was explaining earlier, we want you to actually deposit 20% of, of the disputes the two of us have uh, on tax. Uh, and, and you don't know how soon it will be returned to you. <laughs> if you win the case. So for me, bottom line, if we don't fix the accountability issues, this money is not being, not all the money is being spent properly. And that is why as we talk right now, you walk into any public health facility, there's a struggle of drugs to find drugs. It's a struggle for everything. It's a struggle of everything, you know, yes. literally. Hmm. And 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 then and when you ask about these seven trillion that we have put into the economy, seven trillion is a lot of money. Our, our economy is just about eleven trillion. Hmm. So basically he's saying you're pumping like almost seventy percent of your total net worth. Uh you should see a lot of changes uh in that. And the fact that you're not seeing those changes in totality, therefore it means that one. Uh, we have spent more than we need to spend and two that there is an accountability challenge which unless you fix it as it were you are collecting more so that then you enrich more well, getting into the greater detail of this chris when you look at the finance bill and what it's proposing of course this is the one that's setting that target of 2.9 trillion shillings to the KRA, and they are coming for us in more ways than one are there areas of this finance bill where you say okay this one makes sense it makes sense for uh, the government to actually take this particular route so that it can raise more revenue. Let's start with just the good side. <laughs> Maybe they're good things. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so look, um, of course, uh, any effort to tighten tax collection, avoid tax leakage, I think is a positive one. 
or should be taken positively within reason mm. i say within reason because asking for tax to be paid daily is literally telling businesses that you exist you know for to pay tax to pay tax mm. you have to have extra costs dedicated specifically just to pay, to pay tax mm. because every day you're doing this you're, you're, you're conducting business so you'll be paying someone you know literally every day so you have to be paying tax every day and the assumption is this is on a you know on an online platform yeah we know that is not practical in kenya so what does that mean extra costs so in as much as you want to you know there is you can see uh, an, an effort mm. to curb tax leakage how has it been done They're there, making it there was a reason there was a reason why you know uh, the law allowed you collect the taxes but you pay it once yeah you know by either the 9th of the following month or 20th of the following month how do you require people to pay tax 24 hours <laughs> you know that's a pub <laughs> that's unreasonable isn't it and then it's on different things you withhold tax here you pay within two three days again you are paying another tax on 24 hours Aye. How do you So so I mean as you sit here we sit here in this room yeah. obviously it doesn't look ridiculous because it might be it looks ridiculous because it is Yeah so the question is for those who put it together yeah. and what we've been trying to decipher here is for those who put this thing together what is the thought that is fueling this because number one, it doesn't make sense it's ridiculous number two, the practicality of it being done probably makes less sense than the thing itself so then what would be the thinking that fuels something like this because as it is kenya was in a place and the people of the country economically already in a place where things are very very difficult how then do you expect something like this to to happen it is not um chefs and hair designers who put this finance bill together it is people who are versed in the laws and rules of economics who did one would hope so how would you come up with something like this <laughs> no there's a lot about on uh, beauty products uh, there is yeah. apparently mm. oh, nails, five percent uh, there's quite a bit uh yeah. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's good to, to assume best intentions. By whom? <laughs> no, 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 I'm, I'm on the other person. Yeah. No, oh, on the other person. Okay. So, Give them the benefit of the doubt. Yes. <laughs> and I think what they've tried to rationalize or their, their rationale mm. was that, uh, you know, they, they are trying to prevent tax leakage. So <laughs> there are some industries that um, are risky. Mm. I don't know how risky rental is and it has been working. Yeah. So I don't know how risky withholding VAT is and it has been working. So now to bring it forward and you require daily collection and whatever, you can only okay, reasonably can question yeah. based on what you've said, Chris. Yeah. By the time they've looked at the tax leakage that happens in this country on a yearly basis, I'm sure they've come up with some fancy numbers in terms of what it looks like. Yeah. In the same vein, they've come up, you know, before this and been it because by the time previous the former president who Kenyatta talked about two billion shillings being missing, he didn't pull this figure out of a hat. Yeah. Somebody gave it to him after one would hope a study had been done and said, Look, yeah. we're losing this much. I prefer that the amount that is lost by corruption, as Abraham talked about, is significantly more than the amount that is lost via tax leakage yeah. where should the attention be to fill these gaps mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes mm -hmm. and i think you have your answer and the attention should be on what he said mm -hmm. and even 
I think one of the advisors, I don't know whether he was here or not, mm. he actually said there's a lot of wastage in government. That is something that we've been talking about. Value for money for projects. Yeah. So a project that would cost 200 million ends up costing 800 million. So there is a lot, there is a lot. Why that has to be loaded on tax and taxpayers is what year in, year out, we have never understood. You know, Chris, yeah. the, the people who do these things are your contemporaries. There are people who you deal with on a daily basis. Yes. Outside their office, yeah. when you're sitting down, I mean, they're your buddies. You know these people. Yes. Some of them you even went to school with. Yes. Explain to me the difference between the guy who thinks like Chris yeah. Kerade yeah. out there yeah. and the guy who thinks like whatever he thinks like when he gets into that office of the National Treasury. What is it? It's <laughs> really... Let me put it this way. As you're having the nyama, it's fine. It's a guy who I think you reason. But once you get to the, the other side, eh, then it's, uh, it looks like it's, um, it has to be done unfortunately so they are arm twisted sort of oh well i would let me not <laughs> let's say <laughs> yeah. there's there's political pressure yeah to realize something it would it would seem eh? and because you put it against your own best eric eric think self-preservation is it yeah think self-preservation let, let, let's face the issues as they are right now eric <laughs> uh, right now you have a, a cash crunch you basically don't have money why do i say that because our analysis some time back uh, showed that uh, for every 100 bob you collected, you're going to spend 65. And we showed that if you remove uh, 65 in debt payment, mm. now that was inflation at that point was at about maybe 7%. Inflation now has been dancing between 9 to 10%. And it's based on what KNBS has collected. They don't collect data every day. Mm. Um, so, 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 so we could say about 10%. Two, the dollar, at that point, which was in August, no, it was must have been July last year, uh, was exchanging at about uh, 115, 120, thereabout. Mm -hmm. It's now... Dancing in the 140s. 140s, mm -hmm. uh, depending on which side you meet it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, if right now our estimation is that you're spending about 70, almost 72 shillings out of every 100 bob. Mm -hmm. Now, when you remove, that is money that is going to debt repayment. Technically, it's out of the the the, the 2.1 trillion that we are expecting to collect by the way the 2.5 you talked about there's a 400 billion there that is appropriation in aid this is income that goes straight to the ministries mm. so we like to keep that aside mm. because that's not money that you can you can bank on ordinary revenue is about 2.1 okay 2.1 all these what we call the consolidated fund services they are the ones that were coming to about 1.5 so you are left with 600 billion to run entirety of the rest of government mm. before you add how much you now the rest of what is the rest of government teachers if you remove teachers 300 billion mm -hmm. okay forget even about teachers teachers let, let's put them at the, at the back a bit go to the security forces the police the interior about another 128 what we found that before even you pay the rest of the civil service and run the rest of the programs you're already at a negative of about a, it was coming to about a negative of about 145 billion in other words you're starting your month on a negative mm. so this government right now they've of course and they, of course they come into office the, the shock was not that that we are in a situation that we are in the shock that is that they were surprised that mm. we are in the situation we are in <laughs> for for me that was really a big shocker you know that yeah, there was a surprise that actually we don't have money mm. you know so you are collecting to first sort out the debts 
and then you pay your critical the army you know the security forces uh, you make some transfers to counties pay the judges and the rest then you are left so as we talk right now and you've seen even when they have uh, issued the you know the, the bills people mm. are not don't have appetite you know to buy them especially and they want just the short ones yes you know the overdrafts have gone up banks are uh, you know are bank i mean are depositing great profits because mm. they are lending to government the point is government has no money as we talk and therefore they are looking for every means to be able and how do you go about it you go for the tax that is easiest the guys who are already in the net yeah. you know the fish in the net that yeah. is easier to squeeze out you know because the language that was being advanced was the language of first of all we need to expand the tax base we need to facilitate business we need to be able to make sure that the cow we are milking is well fed mm. but now we are seeing less conversation on the feeding of the cow it's milking of the cow but now it's milking milking proper you know milk your subui sasaba sasaba na jioni you know and that is not working add another one at mm. five, at 4 pm for me that's a concern that you're not balancing these two things and it seems to be very skewed on one side yeah. and we are not seeing any rationalizing of government saying okay fine guys we also we also as people who have a responsibility to provide services for you mm. as our citizens and the social contract that you have given us we are also taking a cut we are also going to delay certain things we are also going to reduce our expenditure that side expenditure seems and that's why you're saying in the cabinet the discussion seems to suggest everything is okay very good mambo iko sawa kabisa you know but the truth of the matter is everybody is straining and for me i struggle with that duality of you're a decision maker on one hand on the other hand you can see the cost and what it means and what it means on a day-to-day -day life of every of every kenyan for let's me that, take, that, that, that's good let's take a break it's 24 minutes to nine this is kenya's biggest conversation chris kirade is a tax and law partner at anston young and abraham rugo is a country manager international budget partners we are talking about finance bill 2023 and what it means goodness at the hoots and the misses <laughs> okay so we look for the hits <laughs> somewhere the tax poem this very famous one by an unknown author <laughs> taxes land taxes wage taxes bed in which he lays taxes tractor taxes mule teach him taxes is the rule taxes cow taxes goat taxes pants taxes coat taxes ties taxes shirts taxes work tax his dirt Taxes chew, taxes smoke, teach him taxes are no joke. Tax his car, tax his grass, tax the roads he must pass. Tax his food, tax his drink. Tax him if he tries to think, tax his sodas, tax his beers. If he cries, tax his tears. Tax his bills, tax his gas, tax his notes, tax his cash. Tax him good and let him know that after taxes, he has no dough. If he hollers, tax his more, tax him more. Tax him until he's good and sore. Tax his coffin, tax his grave. Tax the sod in which he lays. Put these words upon his tomb. Taxes drove me to my doom. And when he's gone, we won't relax. We'll still be after the inheritance tax. Everything is going. That's what we're discussing today. The finance bill is out and it's showing how much you're going to be taxed in the next financial year. Abraham Rugo and Chris Kerayde are our guests this morning. City. You know, the, um, <laughs> the thing about taxes, mm. much as it's useful and we understand what they're intended for, there are those who study history and they tell us that some of the greatest empires we know of, their fall, their rise and fall was attributed to tax collections. You're talking about the Roman Empire, the Aztec Empire, taxes. Now, in recent history, meaning something like around 300 years ago, the empires, modern empires that we know of, America, the revolution, it was tax-based. Mm. France, tax. 
So at some level, the Monenchi, as we call them in this country, understands what's fair and what isn't. Now, the discussion we're having today points clearly to an unfairness. You are being taxed and you do not see where your money goes. And you don't seem to be allowed to even ask where that money goes. All you seem to be told is that when taxes are levied on you, you must pay. If this continues, because what the government in my mind seems to be doing, they're encouraging people not to pay tax. Because it'll get to a point, people just decide they're not going to pay. They, they, they'd rather not pay and face the wrath of whatever will come along than to pay because they will look into, into their resources and the recess and they'll find they have nothing to pay. They can't pay. So mm. what's the alternative? Shut down or avoid paying the government. They'll avoid paying the government taxes. Mm. Uh, those who study economics tell us that one of the simplest ways, when you look at what this government said when they were coming in, that is what you need. You grow the economy, there's a lot more to tax. It, it's it's simple. It's not even it's, it's not even complicated. And it's distributed. Yes. You know, the burden is distributed. Actually, Completely. An interesting example, yes. uh, and, 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 and Kirada might have more details on this, is when tax was increased on data uh, and calling. KRA actually, the tax collection went down by about 8 billion. <laughs> 8 billion? Yes. So in other words, increasing the rate does not necessarily net you more. Mm. Because one, as an employer, as a business person, mm. I have to weigh out. And when you look at you know, even what has been going around, you know, it's people are going to pay tax between 46 and 46 percent yeah. you know when you look at but they, yes. and we need to see these tax taxes in their totality we need to see the increased nssf at six percent mm. we need to look at nhif then we need to look at the national housing and uh call it national housing and national it. housing that, fund yes, yes national housing fund mm. yeah you know uh those already those three and then now you need to look at uh, these uh, up to 35 percent mm. but then you also need to include the taxes that the direct taxes that are levied on everyone earning a hundred and earning a hundred thousand mm. VAT 16 percent you know uh, on the different products now even on fuel which basically had uh, it's danced a lot uh, it's been one of the conditionalities from IMF seems to have now found uh, its way quite 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 strongly when you add all those taxes then it seems that the money that you are left with is literally very very small in terms of you and remember that because of the kind of society we live in we also have a social tax you know, you have a brother who needs medical care, you have all fees. these, you have school fees, funerals. Uh, you have funerals, you have all these other, you know, taxes. We cannot call them taxes because they are not necessarily by law, uh, but by the way we organize ourselves, yeah. they become they become a critical part of, of, of our society. Mm. But add to that, that the fact that you are not necessarily assured that you will get the services for which you see, the, the argument often made is that, oh, there are countries where people pay taxes up yes. to 50%. Mm. But I have lived in one of them, Germany, mm. where people pay quite significant amount mm. of tax. But there's no day I open my tap and there was no water. There's no day you go to the police service and you don't get the service you're looking for. Or you go to the facil health facility and you don't get drugs. Or you go to the uh, supermarket and find food all of a sudden at night. You know, or your lights go off. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, you're not too sure of... You have the services here. You have public services which you're paying tax for, but you still have to provide for them for them for privately. So, so for me, that's a balance yeah. that really has to be struck. Oftentimes we go by example, isn't it? And we say, okay, you know what? Here is an example, uh, even in teaching, even in rote, you give an example and you say, here is the example, follow this example, you get your answer, you can go. So I'm curious, 
are there examples on the globe of countries where this now is or or something like it has been suggested and it has worked and has worked well that we can say after all country zarkovia did exactly this that we are saying and it has worked and today the economy is flourishing and everybody's happy good question so i wanted to add on to what he said we of course are living in information age so we know what's happening across the world so trying to justify an increase because another country does the same mm. without giving a commensurate the other side of you know you know the you know taxes are paid high or where there are high taxes mm. but then you know there's all these public goods that are provided but i wanted to say in the dichotomy of taxes we 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 have taxes on income mm-hmm. or what we call taxes on gains those gains could be from business could be from rights could be from employment you know <laughs> and then we have taxes on goods and services mm-hmm. so what you would call vat excise i'll come to your to your question mm. so what has happened mm. with these proposed changes it's a shift an upward shift which means it's a general increase from where we have we have been so i'll tell you for a business person if you did your business through a company you would pay 30% you know on the profits then you would take a dividend uh-huh. you would pay an additional 5% mm-hmm. effectively you paid 35% mm-hmm. you would call that a high net worth mm-hmm. so what has happened now with a proposed change of dividend tax from 5 to 15 yep is effectively your effective tax just 45. increases yes to about 40 40.5 that's on the income tax mm. now on the other hand we have full vat on fuel yep you know what that will do to the economy everything is just dependent on fuel <laughs> so mafuta goes up basically yes. yeah so that's, that's a business right. person yeah even when you talk of the low you know small middle income eh? mm. turnover tax has been increased from 1% to 3% so who you would call your hustlers yeah they also have been and it has just been brought down to 500000 yes and now the catchment mm. the catchment has increased because previously so they think <laughs> yeah they, so the previously the catchment was anyone whose annual turnover is 1 million to 50 million mm. they would pay 1% now anyone whose turnover is 500000 to 15 million will pay 3% <laughs> everyone else has, has has gone on to the 30% that's for business <laughs> and then there's another thing you cannot take a business deduction if you have not if you do not have an e-teams generated invoice what that will do to this economy we just have not felt it able just <laughs> break it down because now there's this e-teams thing that they brought yes they made every company buy this thing yeah from as low as 40,000 shillings to as high as whatever it was going for yeah, yeah. and then thereafter they said oh we have a, a free one that you can do online yeah. anyway let's explain to us how this team thing e-teams is going to work so e-teams mm. uh it was largely a vat driven it, it was to uh you know uh, that there has been a lot of you know leakage around vat yeah. uh you know uh and fraud to be and honest fraud and claims yes mm-hmm. so anyone who is registered for vat was required then to to purchase a new to to get the e teams yes. and then start issuing invoices yes now what this change says mm. is as a business other than for vat mm. 
for income tax purposes you would not be allowed to take a deduction a bona fide business deduction if the other person hasn't given you a now remember there are people who do not require to issue e teams one because they either provide exam services so they are yeah. not registered for VAT yeah. you have the low uh, the hustlers mm-hmm. or, you know let me use the word hustlers yeah. Yeah. but the people who haven't reached VAT threshold so they don't so does that mean you won't be doing business with them what are we doing to in the economy because you have either of three options you're basically let's let's even take yeah a practical one yeah the president is going around the country launching affordable housing programs yeah. and saying milango na dirisha na nini zitatoka kwa hawa hasla fundi yes right yes so this wasani are in that threshold that is below the vat yes. they're not registered for vat yes basically what you're telling Suleiman Shabal who's been give, who's doing one project yeah. is that he cannot contract these people he can't it is either of three options they don't have an e teams either of three yes <laughs> either they are forced to register mm-hmm. so that then they can do business they don't register you take your business elsewhere or you just don't incur the cost you know so the very hustlers whom this government purported to support yeah I'm going to get the short end of the stick. Yes. Are locked out. There's even no yes. stick. There's no stick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's no stick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's saying? So we that change I don't think people have have internalized it, <sighs> but it's far reaching. I'm still curious as to where in the world something like this has happened and it has worked. It it does mm-hmm. work with um, I mean the neighboring countries have. Mm-hmm. So we have Tanzania mm-hmm. and we have uh, Rwanda. Okay, beautiful. But then we have some exemptions. You see, we have exemptions because the law works. It means if you're not required then to have e-teams, mm-hmm. then there's an exemption to the person who's taking a deduction. Tanzania just doesn't allow uh, and I think that's the route we are taking. Mm. Doesn't allow those costs. Mm. So, so legitimate business costs yes. are disallowed. Yes. Just because the other person has not issued you either items an items invoice. I don't know if we imagine how much that is going to affect. No, I'm sorry. <coughs> I need you to go back. Yes. Um so that I can understand. Tanzania doesn't do what now? It doesn't allow mm. businesses to take deductions for costs that are not items generated. The same for Rwanda, but Rwanda maybe has... ex- explain what deduction is. Yeah. yeah. Business to take deduction. Yes. Uh-huh. So what I said is mm. remember in dichotomy of tax you take there is tax on income it's not the revenue you make it's the profits yeah mm-hmm. which means revenue then you are allowed to take the business deductions yeah for the expenses yes that are for that business yes so now you won't be allowed and those could form a good so essentially majority yes they'll be looking at your turnover is so we oh, you have you have to prove this deduction yes by saying With so for example yeah i you know for for us to make money in our biashara yeah we also we paid Abraham for the services XYZ so, yes. so, so he has to provide us so I have to provide you he has to give us an items invoice which yes. we know he doesn't have and she has to give us an items invoice yes. which we know she doesn't have which we file yes to say that these are the costs of the business exactly and it could be and that they are not required to have items they are hustlers because yeah either they are hustlers yeah. or they don't uh or they make, are exempt yeah they provide exempt for vat now that's one right. in accounting mm-hmm. in accounting mm-hmm. i could be providing you what we call accrual i don't necessarily need to have issued you with an invoice mm-hmm. but have provided the service mm-hmm. so prudence 
in accounting requires that you take the cost because it's already known to you. Yes. Mm. It's only that I have not issued you an invoice. It would mean then we are departing from you know accounting. So you would have to take a cost only at the time when you get the invoice. <laughs> you know, uh, you know some <laughs> that that. Uh, what you see the, the that way that yeah in that space in between. Mm, what's going on? <laughs> Between the invoicing and uh, that, do you still have to then make your tax returns? Yeah, do you, you see, currently, tax law really follows generally ac- accepted accounting principles. Eh? Mm. So, so long as you know you 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 have uh, you know you've um, based it on uh, those accounting principles. You've for prudence, you've taken costs that are reasonable. You know that it's only maybe an invoice. You know you don't have. Mm. Um, you're, you're allowed to to take a cost. Yeah. Now, sometimes you take a cost here for services that are provided by people who are not in Kenya. Yeah. Are you going to require those people to issue with an e-teams? With an e-teams. <laughs> Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You know. We, we. This e-teams is <laughs> an equipment, huh? Yeah, yeah. It's, a, <laughs> it's like a machine which produces yeah, the seats. It yeah. It's not KTR. Yeah. 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 No, you know, I'm, but you know, where I'm going with yeah. it. Don't and you? now they have two ways. So there's. After after they found out that people have dissected so much, they said, now we have another one yeah. which we are piloting, which is you don't need a physical machine. Yeah. Mm. It can do it online. Yeah. Yes. Mm. You can do it online. System. Yeah. But it has a cost to it, doesn't it? System. No, it's free. The, it's the free. online one is yeah. free. The other online one, one is yeah. free. The other one, people call, mm. paid. Yeah. Mm. Who, who pays for it? See Business is bought. If you run a business and you're required to have it, <laughs> to pay for the yeah. machine. But I think yeah. the, the fact that this matter now is in Parliament, mm. because we are talking about a document that has been tabled in Parliament, <laughs> uh, Parliament is perhaps our only hope. No, uh, then oh, in that okay. case, abandon no, all We have hope. actually uh, also been... <laughs> remember, remember, yeah. abandon all hope. Yes, if it's in Parliament. Yeah. And that's hope, no, forget no, no, no. it. City, uh, yeah. I, 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 I allow me. It's a Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's why I am but in we also, But we also, as public, invited mm-hmm. to to participate eh? okay. so please to submit, let's, let's submit our memorandum yeah. well, I'm <laughs> another harmless yeah. another <laughs> harmless change eh? uh. is a curious introduction to define a person <laughs> and that explain that one yes uh-huh. defining a person to include your brothers sisters aunties mother father mm. now taxes in Kenya is on you. the person mm-hmm. yes you so if that includes you my uncle mm. my auntie my whatever and then it also means the same so what you. is it now is it family tax so does that mean i i, I can get taxed on your income your, your income. income and vice versa and, and vice versa are we changing no. definitions now because if we are then we might as well open the door yeah so if one person commits a crime it yeah. is you and you being everybody mm. perhaps they just need to say mm. under what circumstances will that expanded definition be applied maybe you can you can imagine probably it's for anti-corruption so if you um, you know you you know you still unhide within you still unhide within your whatever then mm. that you know should be but without that how have they worded it it just you know a person is defined to include your actually let me read it out for you yeah <laughs> Very, very curious. And uh, these harmless changes are the ones that... Uh, Those are the ones that not net, net you and you are all start yes. wondering what exactly happened. <laughs> Somebody calls you. You look for that uh, as we go into the news and then we continue. 
Christopher Kirade is a tax and law partner at Ernst Young. Abraham Rugo is a country manager and international budget partners. We are talking about Finance Bill 2023, trying to understand it. In the next hour, we want to open the phone lines for you to contribute. Okay? So this is it. What, because uh, Abraham is going to present before Parliament for us, and he has hope that Parliament will listen, let's send you. I have renewed hope. Okay. <laughs> renewed hope on Parliament. Hope. Yeah, Very good. <laughs> so what we are going to do is we are going to send Chris, Chris and Abraham <laughs> on this. Good morning. How about that? You made it to the end of today's podcast. You clearly ooze stamina. Guess what? Just hit subscribe at Standard Media Podcast, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts from. Our podcasts drop daily. From me and the team, catch you next time. Bye-bye.